It's the Low Score Podcast. And now, here's Bobby and Jay. Oh, you're waiting for me to turn this down. I was. But you were, but you were typing. So, yeah. I decided to come <laughs> in with, who are you? Hello. Hey. Good day. We're uh, we're doing this. Not the- talking into microphones. I know. Everything is all off on my computer. Like, the one level's too high. My headphones seem too low. I can't quite get it all straight. Jay, why do they call it 2% milk? I thought that was because... Um, you have a jug of liquid. Let's call that amount of liquid mm-hmm. 100%. And that 100% okay. is made up of a variety of different things. 2% of right. that is milk fat. Yeah. Correct. Was, well, what's, was that, what's, so you have it here as a question in the Google Doc. Yes. But you see it's 2% milk fat, not 2% milk. Oh, I, I, under, I see. Yes. You see. So the, the phrase, the, the question in the Seinfeldian sense it's why they call two percent milk. What is the other ninety eight percent made out of? That's that's the question. So, so I guess you posit like it's one hundred percent milk, right? So I wonder. Right. So let's see. Whole milk is like three and a half percent. Yeah. Four uh, percent. Three three point eight. I want to say something. Okay. Like that. What? Whatever. So they take out, you know, one plus percent of fat from the whole milk. So in two percent milk, what is what is that? Hmm. Uh, three point seven percent. Okay. So is is whole. So the one point seven percent of the uh-huh. entire container used to be fat. Right. Now what is it? Cardamom. You just get more of the other stuff. Cardamom. <laughs> Curry that's, spices. That's why two percent milk has that extra little flavor. What's your milk of choice? Is it two percent? Skim. Oh, gross. That's well, not here's, milk. That's here's, not, that, is zero, that really is 0% milk. Here's the thing. I, I don't like milk anymore. Oh, okay. I, that's true. I don't drink a lot of milk. I, like, I don't want to drink a glass of milk. If I, did, if I were to drink a glass of milk, I think I would enjoy like six ounces of whole milk. That yeah. seems nice. But yeah. I'm not drinking milk. Mm-hmm. I'm putting in my cereal, and I'm basically just using it to get the cereal wet. Right. Agreed. That's kind of it. I mean, anything else I put milk in or as an ingredient. Or with it or something. Yeah. Right. It just goes away. So it, it doesn't really matter to me. Um, and I've tried all the other things. I've tried the soys, the almonds, the rice. I don't love any of them. I don't like the rice. The uh, the soy milk I can get into depending on the uh, situation. So the nice thing about milk is – I don't know if milk is has a neutral flavor or if I've just grown – up with it like everybody mm-hmm. has like i don't process the flavor of milk it's just milk right. soy milk especially if you buy like the vanilla soy milk has a very distinctive flavor yes and uh actually just drinking it i'm not a big fan of in some cereals i kind of like it um and i actually really like it in smoothies mm-hmm. like the vanilla soy milk with like you know blueberry sure. or strawberry or something I-, I like quite a bit i'm drinking this soy whatever in a pouch chocolate drink for those break. those oh, cardboard oh, packages me. are all the rage man from like that's for you thanks the tetra pack um uh i yeah i don't know what the tetra pack is all about i guess like, it's better for the environment maybe or maybe it's more efficient because there's less 
air around the packaging than you would get in like a can. Sure, because then you, everything just plays in flat. It's like in Canada, they have bags of milk because you can put more bags of milk into a container. That makes sense. It packs more efficiently. Uh, it's pa- has, it has a good packing coefficient. I see, you see those a Tetra box pack things for like single serving wines as well, mm-hmm. which I find very... Yep. You know the big the big boxes mm-hmm. of Franzia. No, I'm ta- I'm talking about. Have you ever, have you not seen these? That's a single serving. Oh, right. No, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Okay. I'm just I'm joking. That is that is. I'm making a joke about how much wine one would consume. <sighs> It'd be a lot individually. Who yeah. who is Franzia? You'd have to consume a lot. Yeah. Uh, to get over now, the guilt of drinking Franzia. Yeah. Speaking of gross things, yeah. So I had expected to lay this upon you. Yes. And you dodged the bullet. I did. So when I, we were, you brought I, moonshine into town, and I beat cheeks out of there. You did. I. It was not real moonshine. So on my road trip up to Virginia, the last podcast we recorded was with a good friend of the show, Kevin. It was awesome. Thank you, Kevin. Yeah, that was People good. People seem to like that was, the Seven with Kevin feature. That was a great show. I loved. I loved uh, that the our E three recap episode had somebody who does not follow video game news. I thought <laughs> that was an excellent feature. Yep. Uh, but. On that trip in South Carolina at a gas station, I bought two big ball jars of they, – they called it moonshine. Man, I need to find – What What is moonshine? Because I actually was surprised like to see things labeled moonshine because I've also seen this in convenience stores. And there's things labeled moonshine in even a Virginia ABC store. Mm-hmm. So uh, moonshine now is just a – way of branding corn whiskey oh okay like white corn whiskey because that's 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 what i always thought it meant like neutral grain liquor that you made at your house like this kind of catch-all for regardless of what the grain was but you're you're talking like strong you're not like sticking in a barrel or anything that's why it's going to be clear it's just for it's a delivery mechanism for alcohol self-produced into your throat right. and you could have good tasting moonshine like you know depending on the distillation process mm-hmm. like you know kind of like you're making a vodka or whatever that has some bit of flavor imparted sure. based on the grains that go into it um but the stuff that i bought was not actually moonshine so it was labeled moonshine because it came in these jars that look like moonshine uh and instead what it was let me pull up pull up my photograph here since i do not have all right. <clears throat> Description from these these jars. It is so I said like it comes in a big ball jar, twenty four ounce ball jar, glass jar. Great America apple pie, apple pie artificially and naturally flavored with caramel color added. That sounds gross. Malt substitute beer brewed and bottled in the foothills of the Blue Ridge Mountains. Fourteen percent alcohol, so twenty eight. Okay, so it's not moonshine. It is not. Moonshine. It's a flavored it, beer. It's like it's like four loco or something. It's yeah. It is like a Smirnoff. Yeah, or right. Whatever. Um, but it's one was apple pie. The other was California clear. And so you dodged the bullet because I tried this at Kevin's house. I poured some of the apple pie one in a little little glass, uh-huh. and Kevin was really hesitant about it. <laughs> I know. That sounds disgusting. He's a man that will drink <laughs> dumb stuff, and he was a little That's concerned. Correct. Uh. The first two ingredients in it, water, high fructose corn syrup, oh, and then no, no, uh, no. something else after that. It was awful. And not in the way that like 
of malt liquor is awful because it has like tangy or just like too alcoholic or just just some off flavor in it. Well, no, it, it was it was like drinking syrup. See, that's what would give me the hesitation because malt liquor, you know what you're getting into. You're like, this is going to taste like beer, but but bad. Yes, correct. Right? So when you say here's mystery apple flop pie alcohol nonsense, I don't know. I don't have. I feel like I would have to make. I could maybe make a semi-educated guess, but I really wouldn't mm-hmm. know what to expect. Good or bad. That's and yeah, that's why I got. To try. I didn't even try the California or the uh, Carolina Clear. Oh, because I figured if the apple pie one that is supposed to be flavored like something is bad, then the other one is just going to taste. I like would much rather try the California Clear. Much rather Carolina Carolina Clear. I would much rather try that. I because I I left it. A- I feel like it would just taste like heat, like bad, like rubbing alcohol or something. I hope so. And, and I think it would just taste like corn syrup. Oh, oh did it? Oh, it did have sugar in it or corn syrup. Yes, yeah. It, it is. This, it seemed like it was the same thing, except without the like cinnamon spices. Gross, gross, gross. <laughs> gross yeah. You so you just chucked and, it. I well, I just left oh, it. Okay, yeah. It's up up to Kevin to figure out what to do with it next. Mm-hmm. Yep. Pass it on. Dispose of it. <laughs> Dispose. Of it. I mean, he got two nice twenty four ounce ball jars, so that's good. That is nice. I do like yeah. those. Everyone likes ball jars. But what surprised me most is after, or I should say something made sense to me after I tried that, which was when I bought it in South Carolina, the clerk said to me, oh, do you like this stuff? I said, I've never seen it before. You know, I'm always going to try weird things. I said, if it's good, maybe I'll get some on my way back. He said, there was a woman from Pennsylvania who was through here. And when she saw that we had it, she was so excited because she loves it that she bought 36 of them. Who is this woman? Who is that? What are they doing? <laughs> Who is this woman? Can I go what? onto like Craigslist, the mixed, missed connections, what? and find? What was the price level like? Were they? I think it was right around five dollars. Okay, so not. I mean, not not a cheap product. Not a cheap product, but five dollars for twenty four ounces. That is not a very good alcohol value if you're just looking at consuming booze. Yes, I mean, you, there there are ways to get more alcohol for cheaper but if you think about it okay so it's 14 percent mm-hmm. and 24 ounces mm-hmm. i think it said a serving size was like four ounces or something i think just based on the sugar just content with sugar and alcohol yeah right so but if you if you think about okay say let's say there are four servings in there you know by the time you divide it down into five dollars divided by four servings and it starts to Starts to shake but I, out. But who be... wants this? Is what's very confusing. So that four servings would be six ounce servings. Who wants six ounces of that? Either they're a normal person like you who wants none of it, right? Or you're this woman buying well, thirty six, and you're like, "Well, I'm not going to have six. What? What the? What's the point of that?" Right. But I'm just saying, as as a percentage of alcohol, you can, if you drank that whole thing, you would get good and s faced. You would also get diabetes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like immediately, like halfway through. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that is the great American moonshine lookalike malt flavored malt beverage. No malt beverage substitute. What the fuck did it say? Great America malt based moonshine. Malt substitute beer. The word substitute in it should be the real red flag. Um, speaking of bad decisions. Yep. This is the Low Score Podcast, episode 114. Big episode 114, 
featuring bad decisions. Also, Bobby and Jay. Bobby, you're over there. Jay, you're over there. Hi. Bad decisions all the way around. This morning, I woke up and laying in bed, roll over, grab my phone like I do, flip through Twitter, pop. Uh, cheap ass games Twitter account says Best Buy has buy one get one on select 3DS games. Usually that's not going to be the best list of games. No. Um, I said, like, well, I'll just look at it. You know, let's let's see what the world has to offer. Uh, apparently, this morning it was like all the best games, or I shouldn't, I shouldn't say all the best games, but a lot of good games, recent excellent games. Correct. So. Pokemon X, Pokemon Y, Bravely Default, uh, Mario Golf, Tomodachi Life, the Kirby game, um, the Disney game that's like Animal Crossing at Disney World, Yoshi's, the new Yoshi game, like a uh, Legend of Zelda, Link Between Worlds. Seriously good list of games. Mm -hmm. I thought, I'm going to get two of these because I had I actually had two of them on my Amazon wish list for a while waiting for a price drop, which was Mario Golf World Tour because I love Mario Golf games. Yeah, that's that was easy. And then this Disney Magical World, which all the reviews of it say it's it's like if you wanted to play Animal Crossing single player, but have a really good time, you buy Disney Magical World. So it reminds me of a Animal Crossing slash Tomodachi life, but with Disney characters. So you wander around, you get to participate in many activities with Aladdin and Jasmine and Donald Duck. Sure. Like, they, they are your neighbors in, in this little world. So, bought those two. Buy one, get one. That's 30 bucks a pop. Two games for $30. Good deal. And then I thought, I could probably... I could probably pay for this purchase if I bought Pokemon X and Pokemon Y and then just resold them right. on eBay. Yeah. So those are going for 40 Two of those games for 40 sell them for 30 each. Suddenly I'm turning a profit. And then I thought, well, if I'm already buying four games, I might as well buy six games. So then I picked up the Kirby game and Tomodachi Life. Damn. Because I already own Bravely Default. Right. I, uh, I didn't go that crazy. I bought Pokemon Y and I bought Kirby. And that's it. That's pretty good. Because uh, I feel Maybe. like I actually want those games. Tomodachi Life, I'm not sure about i'm i feel like i really enjoy watching videos that people post from mm -hmm. tomodachi life i don't know how fun it would be to play by yourself yeah do you even play that game or does it like play itself like do you, it kinda, do you just like like check a couple boxes upload some people and then kind of let the game just go on its own yeah basically yeah. like you 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 are not deciding what to do you are choosing the option of to do something or not to do something as it comes up. Right. But it's like, it's like your really excited friend who wants to show you around, uh, a party. It's like, Oh, come over here. Like, check out this guy. This guy's awesome. This guy's like sock hands, Joe. And he has socks on his hands. You're like, ah, sock hands, Joe. Let's play like beer pong for like 35 seconds. Yeah. All right. Sock hands, Joe. See you later. Um, I don't, maybe I'll keep Pokemon X then. And then we can yeah, keep it, man. Let's play some play some Pokemon. Let's play some Pokemon. It hurts pretty good. I hear yes, indeed. I heard it's excellent. I bet you know I had a lot of fun with Black for a little bit, fifteen hours maybe, and then that was it. Which do we remember? Which one is the one that I played a bunch of? White. White. I beat White. Wow. Yeah, White was awesome. It had a manageable number of Pokemon, yep. and it was good front to back. That was an awesome game. 
So now I got more video games. I actually did some organizing. Nice. I saw that. You sent me some pictures. Very cool. I did. So I've previously had all of my NES games in drawers. Mm-hmm. Uh, plastic drawers, you know, the rubber made, whatever. And it was a fine way to store a lot of games. But then I had these just big ass plastic drawers sit next to my TV. It doesn't look so nice. They are all kind of crumbling and cracking because of the weight of the games in them being there for so long. So uh, I got back from, from my road trip and the house was turned upside down. And there's just a big shelf in my office that used to be in the bedroom. And Meg was like, I decided we didn't, I didn't want that in the bedroom anymore. So do you want to use it? Nice. Oh, okay. But it's just, you know, a, a one, two, three, four level shelf came from Target this would be really cool if I could put this to use as a storage thing as opposed to like a display thing. Right. And it's it's deep and I don't want to put my video games front to back. So it wasn't going to be good for like Xbox and PlayStation games. But then I figured out, well, if I could find some sort of like box to put in it, then I could conceivably move all these NES games. Mm-hmm. So I went to Ikea twice. I found the box that I want. It's just like a heavy duty cardboard box they call it a media storage box it's like the upper tier of their storage boxes Got it. so it's not just like the really shitty dvd yeah paper thin ones like it's a it's a heavy box good good solid construction i like the look of it too went there they didn't have any went back they did not have any Oof. finally we went in and meg's bought all of them yes so i can fit 45 nes games per box two boxes per shelf nice look at that that's efficient, and, uh, attractive awesome. storage, mm-hmm. which means that I got to take those shelves or those those bins and put some of them in the closet and then move some of the closet bins around. I'm going to get rid of my old PC case, move a bunch of stuff. The Dreamcast and PlayStation One original jewel cases went to the closet, which means that I freed up space on my bookshelf where or my my media storage shelf, which means that I no longer have uh, Xbox 360 games piling high above the top of the shelf. They all fit in there now. Nice, got everything. I'm really happy with it. <laughs> it is. I still don't know what to do with the four copies of Borderlands 2 that I have. Hey, you just give those to friends. That's yeah. That's you should just point. put them put them around town and then like post GPS coordinates on Twitter and say have at it. Ah, uh, geocaching. Yep. Border caching. Border caching. The loot would be Borderlands. Now Borderlands is the loot, and there's always oh room for it. It all. Oh, it's full circle. Yep. So yeah, that is uh that's my video game organizing over the weekend. That's I did throw exciting. away two things. Well, what'd you throw away? I I know. Big day. Actually, recently I've thrown away three things. Mm. I threw away a broken Sega Genesis. Okay. Yep. Yep. I threw away this thing called the Quick Shot for the NES, which was it was like a big trackball. But it's not actually a trackball, it's just like a sphere that you can put your hand on and push forward. It's like palm size, like push forward, down, left, and right with a big A and B button on them. Like, what? I don't know why anyone would ever have purchased this or made this thing and thought it was a good idea. How would it How would it interpret the input? Like, could you use Marble Madness with it? Well, but it, but it's it's only f- like the, the eight directions of an so, NES yeah, pad. You couldn't actually yeah. like sit there and go... No, no, it doesn't rotate. It just it just oh, just tilts. presses. Oh, that's horrible. It just tilts left and right to like click the buttons underneath, and then has a big A and a B trigger under it, like big uh, mouse keys. Yeah, that's stupid. So I threw that away. Is it one handed? <laughs> Is that? 
No, you can't play it okay, one-handed because well, it's so big. This is the worst thing I've ever heard of in my life. And and it has suction cups on the bottom so that you could put it on whatever surface it is and not worry about it sliding around, which should not be a problem in the first place. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I threw that away. That's a good choice, probably. <laughs> it, was a, it was a big day. And then I threw away a broken PS2 controller. Oh, yeah. The original broken The one that I put electrical tape on it so that I could continue to use it so that it wouldn't, like, shred my hand. Yeah. Where the plastic had broken in my palm. I have two or three PS2 controllers, and the original one that came with mine, like, those sticks are not enjoyable to use. Oh, they're, like, really they're sticky and gross. They're not sticky and gross. They're really loose. Like mine, oh. mine are like real loose. They're just like flying everywhere. Mine, mine is like, was like, you know, the way a cord that you haven't touched in a long time behind a TV in like a humid place gets yep. sticky. Yes, I do. Absolutely. Like if if you were to go behind a TV in a beach house, say, Ugh. and it's got like that film yep, on it, because it's just yep. got the wet air in there all the time. Yep. That's what mine felt like. Gross. I actually do have a PS2 controller still in package though. Nice. So you know. In the, after the apocalypse, I'm set. Good to go. Still totally play those Tony Hawk games. Those are good games. All right. That's uh, that's my thing. Okay, so now we've kind of got into sort of video games. Let's actually talk about video games. <laughs> okay, let's it's talk about been video games. two months. Month and, yeah. month and a half. Which is really sad because I'm looking at the list of things that I've been playing in the past two months and it's not stellar. Nope. Well, we we both been pretty busy. I haven't been. Yeah, vac- not a lot of video games. No, vacations. Yes, indeed. Yeah, which, you know, I think vacations are at least as good as video games. Yeah. Some video Some games. Some video games. All right, so what you been up to? Let's get this going. Okay. Um, a lot of my time actually has been reviewing games for IndieCade. Hmm. So Indiecade is one of the independent game festivals. It's not the IGF. It is the other one. It takes place in October in uh, in Los Angeles. It's, it is the, one of the, the big two. And this year I am what's called a super juror. So I've done this in the past. They usually sign me like five games, play them, give feedback, review them. This year I have 30 games to review oh my for God. the festival. Yeah. And games can take, you know, anywhere from... 15 minutes depending on how involved it is it's like oh this is an endless runner Mm -hmm. i get it sure uh to i played one game for about let's say like an hour and a half two hours maybe like an rpg on um, the android um so i'm doing a lot of that so are these mostly pc or mostly android or well so you as a juror you select the things that you have the platforms you have available sure and because I'm one of the few people, I guess, that uses Android, I have received a lot of basically Android everything yeah. on Android. Got it. Um, I've got. A, Are you playing on your uh, phone or a tablet, or kind of both? Both. Yeah. It it depends. In fact, um, you know, I will even have compared like the two. If I if it feels like it doesn't supposed to play well on a phone, I'll install it to the tablet just to see if maybe having a bigger screen is better. Sometimes it makes a difference. Most of the time, it doesn't. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that's it's just a lot of hours put into games that are not all that great. Sure. I mean, and, some of them and I, some unfinished, some right? Pardon? Some unfinished, right? Most unfinished. Yeah. I would say I would say most of the games are at least half the games I play look like they were classroom projects that part of the assignment was to submit it to a festival. Ah. And you're like, "Of course." So, some of them were just um like fine 
executions on well-established things like, oh, a dual joystick shooter. This plays like a dual joystick shooter, but it's not special. Um, some of them I've played have been pretty cool, impressive. I mean, there's room for improvement in a lot of them. These are not final, final products. Yeah. And so as a reviewer, not only do I give a score, but I there's a chance for me to give feedback. So I'll say like, I think, you know, if you like rebalanced X and you sped up this thing and you, you changed, you know, Y and Z, that you might actually have like a really, like this is a good game, but this could like push it over the top. So it's cool to give that kind of feedback, but it's hard when you get a game where you're like, I... I did not want to play this. I don't know why you submitted it to a festival. What is wrong with you? You, you can't say stuff like that. So it's like, this is an interesting idea that is just not quite executed on well. Gotcha. I don't want to hurt your feelings, but so, no. So is your job largely to give a thumbs up, thumbs down? Do they appear at the festival in August? Or is your scores like going into an amalgam of scores that will then like drive awards and stuff or, or both? Both. Yeah. So I, I'm giving scores based on numerous categories. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, accept, consider, like, don't reject it, but maybe we can use this for something else or just reject. Mm. And then I can also say, hey, this is actually a game that has room for improvement. So, right. you know, maybe we want to follow up on it. And then then I give feedback directly to the developers, too. Cool. So, but yeah, it's chewed up a lot of hours of video game time. That's, yeah, so there's there's been that. That's still fun, though. I mean, even though uh, I guess a lot of the games are not maybe the the thing you would choose to spend your time doing, it's neat to kind of tap into what's happening currently with development yeah. and, and kind of what, and what people are thinking about making. And especially when you get that one good game, like Jamie and I played one together. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't obviously say what it is, but we both had that, hey, this this is actually a really good idea. It's not quite finished yet. You know, it, with the publicity that being in a, a festival like this would carry, carry for it, this this is actually a fun game. I think people are going to like this a lot. Cool. So, yeah. All right. How about you? What are you? All right. What have you been up to? I have uh, a pretty good amount of games here. So let's let's start with one I've probably talked about the most. That'd be Bravely Default, which I just will just keep checking in with this game that I've been playing at a leisurely pace since February. Bravely default chicken. So I made a, a pretty good amount of progress after I came back from uh, Europe in the middle of June. I finished chapter four. So the way it works, there are four chapters. You're getting like one of each of these four elements and, you know, that had been corrupted. And that was kind of the end of the story as you knew it. Like your idea was, like, all right, we unlock these and then the world's safe, right? And then so you do this and the world resets. And I'd heard what? I'd heard that chapter five is like the big crazy chapter, like kind of okay. in between the regular game and the end game. So after you do this and chapter five starts, um, all the bosses have respawned, all the bosses in the game, <laughs> except they're a lot stronger. Of course. Now you have to beat those four main bosses. That's your objective in chapter five. And then if I look on the fact chapters, there's eight chapters, but chapter six, seven, and eight are all like end game part one, end game part two, end game part three. But all the other bosses, like 20 of them, have also respawned. And if you beat them, you get boatloads of experience in JP. But they're really, mm. but they're really hard. Mm-hmm. And I've still got two jobs to unlock. Like, and I, this game has always been hard, but these guys are where it started to get like "fuck you" hard. Which is funny because I thought this game was "fuck you" hard a long time no. ago. Fuck, so I can't even imagine. "Fuck you" hard is where 
I'll get a boss down to so it, it's not atypical. You get a boss down to like low health, and they they like unlock a new attack, like some really big attack, some like desperate attack or something like that. Okay, something used for. So I saw that and I got killed, and I'm like, oh shoot, I've got to, I've got to, I go level up. I'll put on some buffs to specifically, you know, negate the magic they're using, mm-hmm. and then I can, I'm, I can survive. Maybe two of my party members are going to die, but then no problem, I'll heal. Sure, you at least win. So then this boss will immediately use that same attack again, oh, where I'm literally like, I, what? That attack is more than everybody's HP. But it's yeah, there, like there's no way that I could conceivably even survive this. Now I could ignore this side content, uh huh. But I but but I almost feel like fuck you, game. I'm this deep down the rabbit hole. I need yeah. to buff up. I've now I've maxed out a class for everybody, which was really fun. Um, so now I'm like working whole hog on secondary classes. Uh. What what is your favorite um, combination of classes so far? Like, what is the one character that has the two classes on them? With whatever other abilities, where you're like this, this is my badass character, the archer with the magic, and or anything like that. Um, my monk pirate is totally raw, physical, like demolishment. Mm-hmm. So I've maxed out the monk class, um, and when you reach level fourteen, which is max, you get a bonus that will double their attack power if you equip nothing on them, like not. Not just no armor, no, no armor, no like bracelets or whatever. So I have that. And the pirate class is what he's on now is I think a pretty good secondary. If you just, if you just want to min max attack. So the pirate on its own has pretty good strength and speed. Um, but the abilities they get are all about like deception and messing people up. So the pirate has an awesome like ability that will, um, make them more vulnerable to attacks. Okay. So it'll like um, increase damage by 25%. And it is also an attack. So you're not wasting time doing it. Does that make sense? It's not like, it's Mm -hmm. not like a magic you're casting. It's like, I'm going to do this attack and and spend like eight JP or whatever. Right. It is, it is an an effect. It's an effect. happens when you do next attack. Um, You can uh, um, also like just do like, there's a double damage pirate attack that costs a lot of mp but sometimes it's pretty nice you can just i'm gonna double up my attack uh i can uh do things like berserk if i'm a pirate which will increase my physical attack by one half but then they're just gonna straight up attack for six turns would you like some making fuck right i would like some making fuck so that's that's been pretty good um, that's, see, that's that is the kind of stuff that, if we recall our conversations from months and months ago, right? That is what I wanted, like right out of the gate. Yeah, I wanted I wanted some of the badass stuff and didn't want to have to wait for it. So I'm happy to hear that it exists. If you're willing to put in the time and the work, there's there's a lot of. So I also I have a guy. Um, all right, so one class that I've mastered is the spell fencer class, which allows you to imbue your attack with magic. Okay. Yeah, that was that was my favorite when I was playing. It's great. So I've maxed that class out. And now I've got his secondary as just like knight. So now it's super good because now I have up to level six magic, which is the top level magic that I can imbue. But I'm on a class that does more damage with swords. So I'm getting like mm-hmm. super crazy mm-hmm. powerful swords and he can wear armor and stuff. Um 
and he's still pretty fast. That sounds fun. There's um, so there's obviously black mage and white mage, but then you get these classes later on called arcanist and spirit master, which are like the clear secondaries for black and white mage. So, mm-hmm. um, for example, the arcanist, you get an ability um, to well, for both of them, they actually have pretty similar abilities. You can like raise the MP cost of um, black magic or white magic and then increase their effectiveness by 1.5. And then later on, you'll get another ability where you can reduce black magic's MP cost by 25%. Okay. So you can either use them both or just one. Um, and the, these all have like pretty good like counterparts to like, hey, if you have a healer, here's like a whole nother class of healing and support abilities. Um, abilities like auto shell or convert BP. I've actually that sounds really fun. I've actually like using the chemist, um, or in this game, I guess it's the salve maker. Um, people who can use items and can mix items and stuff um, in combination with my white mage for um, times where I'm just like grinding. Because then, if I don't need to use um, magic. I can sit there and they'll do like an auto potion ability. It's called first aid, which just like mm-hmm. at the end of the turn, it's the last attack. And they says, who has the least amount of HP? I'm doing like a free cure on you. Costs no MP, That's... no item, no nothing. Cool. Um, there's like the sab maker also learns healing lore, which doubles the effect of um, healing abilities. Um, so that that's been pretty good to like mix all these things up. I've also been as I've gotten higher up. Uh, just about every class, or not every class, but a lot of them, will have something like I want to I want to get the the term right. It's like oh, a a ward. Yeah. Okay. So uh, you'll you'll get uh, each class has a ward, which will be like fire ward, and you can equip that, and then it's like you're going to reduce fire damage, and that'll okay. be something like I don't know, like a red mage ability, low level. So it's good for everybody to have all of those. So if you're going into a fire battle, you can just swap those in, and they only cost one of your ability points. So I continue to absolutely love the battle system in this game. I can't stop, won't stop. Um, and I just want to play more and more and more and more and more. <laughs> but I still feel like, you know, my time clock is only like, I think, 50 hours, which is wrong because I die all the time, all the time. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, I'll literally play battles that take 12, you know, 10, 15 minutes and die and, die. and yep. do that several times. So <clears throat> you're thinking more like 60, 65 hours. Yeah. That's a long time. That's that's good for you, man. Yep. I love to hear it when someone gets deep in a RPG. I had a night where I was like, fuck it. Put on two episodes of D Space Nine and I just grinded for a while. Like, let's go. Let's boost up a level. Um, but it's, it's definitely at this point, like kind of hampering me from committing to other bigger games. I had kind of slowed down before cause I thought I was going to play it on vacation and then didn't really end up at all. Um, so now I'm like, all right, no vacations coming up. No need to conserve mobile games. Mm-hmm. Let's just go. Put them on blast. Put them on blast. Bravely default. So bravely default. Speaking of, uh, just got a instant message from front of the show. Good friend of the show. Loso. Yeah. Tell him to buy it. I sent, sent him the email earlier about the. The Mario and Luigi 3DS is currently on sale for 170. Yep. So I said you need to get this, and then there's also this buy one get one sale. So he says to me, "Bravely Default is only available for store pickup." 
currently on bestbuy.com and it's unavailable in every best buy in virginia and maryland oh my god (laughs) they are entirely sold out of it so uh he's he's kind of bummed because he wanted that and that game's that game's worth full price though yeah yes oh so good i should sell him mine you could hey no you can't you can't have mine hey who knows it's only 33 dollars on amazon right now hey i mean it's you know Again, uh, he as a Final Fantasy fan in particular, he's got to play. Should it. should be okay paying full full price for it. Totally. But it's hard when you know that you could have gotten the deal. It's true, and he didn't. A um, couple other things for my list here. So I want to blast through some little games. Go for it. Speaking of mobile, I found two games that were reviewed on Paste dot com uh, for World Cup Fever, uh-huh. both by the same company called Motion Twin. I recommended these to you. Did you get a chance to check these I out? Did not. Okay. One is called Upper Cup Football, and the other is Brazzy Ball. Brazzy Ball. I don't know. Like Brazil Ball, but without the L. The second one, Brazzy Ball, is a gem matching game. So it is, I don't know. It's, it's like, it reminds me most of Puzzle Quest, except instead of dealing damage, you are clearing gems of indicated colors on the top of the play field to pass defenders so you're dribbling a soccer ball and it's like oh you need to clear like six green gems and you have five Mm -hmm. turns to do it and then once you do that you move on to the next defender and you go back and forth and then you have to score on goal with gold uh, gems okay so you're thinking about how you're matching what you need to match you can look at the um you can look at the the field on the top and say like okay I need. I'm gonna need pinks and greens, but I don't need blues. So I can get. I can th- kill blues off if I need to to make rooms for pinks and greens. Totes. Um So it's just a simple gem matching game with the added uh, restriction of needing to match gems of certain colors. It also has the best win and lose animations I've ever seen in a video game. <laughs> so I think I sent you a picture of one of them. Yep. It was the like three women in the um, carnival like headdresses and everything they do a little dance and then there's a guy in a big rainbow wig that yells boo if you lose hey it's brazil it's awesome um so that's fun and it was free and then maybe like a dollar or two to unlock everything upper cup football on the other hand is totally great so same company and it is a one touch soccer game in which you have like a um yoshi's island style like the arrow points up and down along the pitch like outside of your character to like tell where the direction you want to shoot is okay and you you stop it and that stops and points the direction you hold the button and that chooses the power of your pass or shot or whatever it is it's just one it's all one so if you hold it down a lot it'll do like a big arcing kick and if you hold down less it'll won't arc so much so you're basically changing the the power of the arc um and all the characters automatically run towards the ball. So, you know, you're, you're passing towards something, but you don't need to control the character as it gets there. Right. Like, I'm going to pass over here. And then the defender and I are both automatically going to run at the ball and then play stops. And then, uh, you, you know, try to pass to the other person and then they can try to steal the ball from you or like you can slide tackle them. If you're on defense with the same little indicator. Huh? Um, and then there are different enemy types or like other team types. So it's like, these guys are really small and there's a lot of them, but they're fast. Or here's a field that's slippery or here's a ball that blows up or there are minefields on the ball. 
And then you're trying to score a certain number of goals in a set amount of time. Okay. So that it is, you know, round based yeah, or whatever yeah. as, as you move through the different cups. It has a great sense of style. It's kind of funny. All the characters, all the teams have really dumb names that are based on food. Okay. Um, like 16-bit kind of look? Yeah, yeah. 16-bit look. Oh, no, that's not food. It's... Um, pop culture the uh, the other game is the food ones so i'm the spicy noodles in the brizzle ball sounds good but like i played against a team of people wearing batman cowls great in the, ba- the batman it, it, it is it is stupid fun it is one of the best arcadey action games i've played on a mobile device in a long time specifically because it um it's only one button so you don't have to worry about you don't have to worry about trying to be good at it mm-hmm. because... And it doesn't demand all, all the kind is, of precision that would make it not fun to play right, on a handheld right. device. You're like, just kick this ball to the other side of the field. We'll figure it out from there. Yep. So it's available on Android and iOS. Upper Cup Football. I highly recommend it, even though the World Cup is over. It's a buck? Um, I, th- I think Free. it's a buck, and then you can unlock more levels okay. for two bucks. I, I paid all of it and worth every penny of it. Cool. But 100% Upper Cup Football. I like it. It's a video game you need to play. I also quickly just knock these out yeah. to the games that I bought when I was up in Pittsburgh at the exchange. Oh boy. That surprised me. So I bought a lot of bad games too, but these are the two that surprised me for Game Boy Advance Rebel Star Tactical Command. Mm-hmm. So Rebel Star colon Tactical Command. It's like XCOM on GBA really? and it works pretty well. Yeah. Like isometric turn-based, uh, I think you're actually shooting at aliens. They may be robot robot aliens, but works exactly like XCOM works. So that one was surprising and kind of cool. Uh, good visual style. And then, though the Pirates of the Caribbean Curse of the Black Pearl game for GBA sucks. It's like like awful, awful. <laughs> okay. It's not even Jack Sparrow. I don't... Why do you make a video game... Like, he's on the box, but the character's not Jack Sparrow. It looks nothing it's like just him. Rando just rando like, pirate person? Yeah. Rando generic pirate dude. Gross. Um, the Pirates of the Caribbean Dead Man's Chest game for GBA, on the other hand, is pretty fucking awesome. It is a combination of like side-scrolling combat and platforming uh, with a, a little combo system built into it, so you can do like slide, you know, bison-style slide into somebody to stun them, and then sword play. And then um, the other half of it is. Sid Meier's pirate style open sea battles where you're firing from the left and the right of your ship at other ships as you're moving from place to place. Okay. It's pretty, pretty fucking cool. I was impressed with how good it is. Where did uh, you so buy these? You said like a, like a, uh, used uh, game store. There's oh, a, it was a used uh, game store, like an independent yeah, used game store. Yeah. There's a place, a series, a chain of things from Pittsburgh, Ohio area called the exchange mm. and it's CDs, DVDs and video games. And so these were like two fifty a piece or something. Got it. I bought a bunch of dumb stuff, but that Pirates of the Caribbean one, I was surprised how good it is. And not just as a Pirates of the Caribbean fan. Sure. But as someone like who's, it, as a video game fan. As a video game fan who has very uh, low regard for movie adaptations, especially like GBA era well, yeah. adaptations Where? of movies and television. Totally. I cannot tell you chunking them out. Fucking like Nicktoons games from series that I don't remember being Nicktoons cartoons I found in that box. Oh, boy. There's a lot, yeah, and lots of Disney stuff too. So there's that. Uh, yeah, those, those are my, my quick things. I uh, I finished up The Wolf Among Us, the uh, Telltale Fables game. 
I I like that. I, I actually cooled off a little bit on it at the end, which I think is kind of natural. Like the, doing the mystery part was super fun, as I've talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, the mystery kind of gets solved more or less in the fourth episode. And then episode five is a lot of um, surprisingly good action for a Telltale game. I mean, a lot of like um, quick time eventy type stuff, but but really well done. There's a scene mm. where you're like jumping on buses and then a big battle scene. And then it's about like um, still kind of like manipulating people, uh, but the mystery is more or less solved. And I didn't find it to be quite as engaging as earlier on. But as a whole, um, I-, I thought it was a really good series and really well done. Uh, well, based on your recommendation, I went ahead and bought it when it was on Steam sales a couple weeks ago. So Yeah, it's been really cheap recently. That's great. Uh, I think I got it for like $14. I think you'll like it a lot. And unlike The Walking Dead, which I actually liked playing, um, you know, with some space in between each one, I think this Mm -hmm. will actually benefit from playing it all as one thing. Because it really helps if you remember uh, different characters and stuff from earlier episodes. It all kind of culminates at the very end. Sure. So that was really good. Um, I played uh, about two, three hours of Mario Kart 8 local multiplayer. Uh, where? How? Uh, friend's house from work. Invite me over. Play. Okay. Play some Mario Kart. Uh, it was a total blast. Um, I was really impressed with um some little decisions that they made about the game. First of all, it's the first time I've ever played a Wii U. Um, unless you count like two minutes in a Best Buy or something, which I do. Um, and it looks totally fantastic. Um. It, it uh, on the one hand, it's totally Mario Kart. Uh, on the other hand, I um, you know, as somebody, I didn't ever play the Wii one. I played a little bit of the 3DS one, but I haven't really totally plugged into the series since DS. Yeah, I played the Wii. I have the Wii one, mm-hmm. and then the 3DS one. So I was super impressed with, or the uh, regular DS, not 3DS. Sorry. Right. The amount of replayability that was, um. Uh, that that was apparent to me right from the get-go. So there's 32 tracks, 16 new, 16 old. And especially the new tracks are super complicated. Like, yeah. there's just a, a lot of, like, pieces of the tracks you need to learn. A lot of, like, options about, like, okay, here's a secret side path. Or here's, like, a risk you could take if you want to go up. If you've got enough momentum, like, go up this hill and you might be able to get up here. Um, combined with, there's a whole mess of different characters there's, I mean, I felt like there were thirty some characters this time, like all wow. the all the Koopa kids, just about everybody who's been in the game, and then you have a lot of different carts, and those cart choices are meaningful. There's kind of a big binary choice between do you want a car or a motorcycle, and those control really differently. Yeah, that was in the Wii one at least. Okay, and then um, like a shocking amount of different car choices for each character that make pretty meaningful impacts on how the game controls and drives interesting so were you able to identify like what kind of with all those choices what kind of character you like and what kind of car you like or was it mostly about the cars and then you just pick characters that had cars like that or no it's definitely like different so you know donkey kong is going to be heavy and you know toad's going to be light okay but you can then so you kind of pick those and then by picking your car you're going to adjust those sliders a little bit um 
So first of all, like motorcycles are going to have better acceleration and they're going to control way looser. So you're going to need to, they, they just drive completely differently. It almost comes down mm-hmm. to personal preference. Um, I think the motors, I, I started driving motorcycles and did really, really, really bad. So at first, like I got to back down to cars because I can feel like I know how to drive those and then like maybe try with a motorcycle later. But you could combat, like, so for example, you could put Donkey Kong on a motorcycle if you're really good, and then combat his weight with a little bit sharper turning radius and acceleration. Okay. Okay. Um, or you could pick like a medium tier character and then like, like Mario and then kind of slide around there. Um, but I played with a lot of different characters and vehicles and it felt very, very, very different each time. Uh, there's 12 characters in a race now. I don't know if they introduced when they introduced that. Yeah, I don't know, but that was really fun. Um, but but like I w- I was really engaged with East Race and like wanted to replay things and get better, like as I was playing it. So I found it a lot more engaging um, than I thought. It was pretty hard. We uh, we start off just playing 150 CCs from the get go, so I was doing pretty bad, actually almost mm-hmm. the whole time. Um, but I definitely felt like had I had better control. We played online, which was totally smooth, like no difference from playing locally, which I thought was pretty impressive. Um, and th- hmm. I actually liked the way that you chose the levels so um so it's nintendo so it's a pretty simple interface not a lot of options but um you know you you do a race and then you went back to like the menu or uh, matchmaking screen or whatever and you'd get a choice of three courses and then question mark so you can vote for one of the three courses or just any course in the game like i don't care like the, the mystery is not a mystery of the three it's just any course in the game so then what happens is all of the choices go on a grid of 12 and instead of just, all right, whichever one got the most is what we're doing, it's a roulette. So, like, a roulette spins around those 12 choices. So, it could land on a choice that only one person picked. They just only get one slot in the roulette. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So, it they get a bigger piece of pie depending on Ex- how many people voted for it. Exactly. So, it fixes the problem of, like, a first-person shooter where they do that, where, like, the, the two or three popular maps just always win all the time. because of, Because A you know, quorum of people are going to pick that. Right. Um, now it, you still get a chance. Even if you just like this, the one weird bloober course or whatever, there's still a chance that your slice of the pie will get picked, which I think is awesome. That, yeah, that's really clever. I like that. Yep. Um, so that was really fun. You know, uh, it's one of those things where you're like, you know, it's still Mario Kart. I don't know. I don't know quite know if it's a system seller at this point. Although, you know, I think the Wii U is, is actually starting to look a little bit more attractive, and I think will in, in another year and a half or so. Mm-hmm. But, but it's just like, boy, did they like you? You know, Nintendo makes quality ass games, and there's things where I think reasonably you can be like, I've played the crap out of Mario Kart or Mario Golf or Smash Brothers or whatever. I don't want to play that. I think that's totally valid. But I think there's no denying you could look at those games. You're like, man, they still do like a really good job, like right. making it's not those. Like, not like with with uh, the sequels that they're doing a worse job. In general, they do a better job with every sequel. Agreed. And Just they, a, a question of whether or not those changes are enough to make you, as someone who's played that game before, possibly want not to play they, the new one. They iterate, but it's very conservative and and pretty slow from version to version. Oh sure, but but it's it's pretty rock solid every time they do it. So I was, I was very impressed with the way that game played. That's cool. Um, what kind of controller did you use to play? I used a Wii remote. He was using the Wii gamepad and I was using the Wii remote. I don't know if that, okay. made, Oh no, I was with a Wii remote with the uh, joystick attachment. Okay. A nunchuck thing. 
So you're 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 driving with the stick on the nunchuck and then the buttons right there. Okay. Then like jump and use item and stuff is on the. So you're just using the lazy separated control. Exactly. Where our, our controls were exactly like, the same because the screen doesn't do anything in the right. game. Uh, so yeah, I don't. That was no. That would, the controls were perfectly fine. They're great. Because I, after playing the Wii U on holding the Wii U tablet thing, the Wii U controller, whatever it is. Yeah. I can't imagine ever wanting to play a video game with that. Right. And I think for a long time that turned me off from the idea of the Wii U in general. But it's kind of like the 3DS not using 3D in places or the Vita not using its touchscreen. Any number of those consoles where they have – or the the Kinect. Like any number of those consoles where they have this feature that right at the beginning they want to push really hard. And it doesn't do so well. So some games use it and some games don't. And in the end it doesn't matter. Right. I, yeah, we can save talking about the Wii U looking more attractive. We should. we should. I think. I think I agree with you. Cool. Um, so one thing we forgot to talk about, Kevin and I forgot to talk about when we were podcasting yeah. last, is that we played Lego Lord of the Rings. Oh boy. Um, which you know me, I like my Lord of the, uh, no, I like my Lego games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lego Lord of the Rings is is good. It's weird. So we're obviously we're playing multiplayer and the most striking thing about it is that as the two teams split up or whatever, and Frodo and Sam go one way and everyone else goes another way, you know, the game splits its action into those sequences, but you can also kind of choose which path you want to go down further. And then you get to a point where you can't progress until another part of the story progresses. Got it. It's like you pay, play a bunch of Sam Frodo stuff and then you have to play like one of the other ones to move Sam Frodo further. And then at the end, like all the, you know, the book comes together or the, I guess in this case, the movie comes together. It is done with voice acting and all the voice acting is just taken from the movies. Oh, okay. So when Gandalf is saying his lines, it is just Sir Ian McKellen saying it in the movie. And then they pulled out the audio and put it into the game. Sure. That's fine. Which yeah, which totally works in some places. It seems a little weird, but they they do a, a good job of it, um, trying to make it seamless. And it's nice to actually have the real voice actors in there, and the stuff that you expect them to say in the movie and the way that they say it. You know, if you know those lines pretty well, uh, hearing any of that stuff coming is good. Uh, I'm trying to think. We got to we got into the two towers. We did. So it's doing the whole trilogy in one game. Yeah, yeah, the whole trilogy in one game. Um, pretty sizable. I mean, we played for those hours, Lego games are long. Hours. Yeah, we didn't. You know, there's all, like a lot of collecting to do that we didn't get to because the first time through any of those stages, right. you're not going to. It also has an open world, so you can warp back. You can go to a map and warp back to any places that you've been previously. So, oh, I got this new ability. Now I'm going to go back to the Shire mm-hmm. and like try to complete a couple side quests there. Got and, it. And map out. and then each each player of the two players in the multiplayer can be in a different place at a different time. So I can be in Rivendell, and he can be in Bree. And he's like, okay, I'm just going to get this you're thing. Just quickly. playing split screen at that point. And you're just playing split screen. Yeah, that's great. Um, so it's clever. It's it looks really nice. I mean, like the water <laughs> looks really good. Wow. Which is funny because these Lego games are less and less about the Lego aesthetic, and more about Lego characters being in familiar video game settings. Uh, it still has a good sense of humor, you know, like 
when when it is not speaking roles where they can't modify what they're actually saying they're doing good like physical humor or prop there's a good some good prop comedy in there too i like it you know someone pulls out a banana or a monkey runs into the scene stuff like that um so we had a we had a good time with it i don't know what it's gonna be like playing that game single player i don't know i own that game as you remember because it was like not as ten dollars or something that's right we could play together we could we could start from the beginning because i did not get any of the achievements at the beginning because i could not log into my profile oh yeah we got you got to get the chivos so yeah lego lord of the rings that game is all right awesome why don't you talk talk to me about strider strider everybody should play strider one of the best games i've played in 2014 that's great so start playing strider because uh it is free on ps plus this uh month for ps4 owners and when it came out back in February, it was, uh, you know, a reimagining of the old arcade NES Strider um, as a Metroidvania type of game. And the reviews that came out were kind of like okay to good. Yeah, this I remember. Um, you know, not not bad at all, but not like amazing or anything. You know, John Bomb gave it a four. So I kind of, I had stuff I was playing. I'm like, oh, cool off. It's, it was, it's $15 full price. So it's free. So I downloaded it, fired it up. And it is amazing. I don't know. So so weird to hear. I don't know why people didn't love this game. So I, I actually kind of do know. So it uh, it is super. I mean, it is a Metroidvania game, except it's really fast. Like all the action is super crazy, frenetic, super fast. Um, you have sword. Mm-hmm. That that's because you're striking. That's right. That's pretty much your weapon. You get like throwing stars a little bit later on. And then through your D-pad, you can rotate through four different elements. So I only have three right now. I'm pretty far. One of them, it, well, there's fire, there's ice, and then there's like the base one is actually reflect bullets. It's the, That's the red one. Okay. And then you get um, those abilities can also apply to your ninja stars if you find upgrades. So you're finding upgrades everywhere. You're finding like health packs and... Missile packs. Uh, miss, uh, you don't find missile packs, <laughs> but you do like extend your like magic bar. Mm-hmm. Um, or whatever. Got a big map. It looks like Metroid. So it, it has that sense of exploring. It doesn't quite feel like it has as many, um, crazy secret places as, you know, shadow complex or, uh, you know, Castlevania game, but there's a lot, a lot of hidden stuff. And I just feel like th- that it has enough of those elements, but the combat is way more fun. I think way mm-hmm. more fun than a Castlevania or a Metroid. Like remind it, me, did you play Guacamelee? I have played Guacamelee. How does it compare? Because it sounds like a Guacamelee. It to does. Me. So I, it, so Guacamelee, I played a couple hours of, and I felt like that was way that definitely leaned even more on the action side than the Metroidvania side. That did not feel oh. like there was much like like items or stuff to get. Okay. Yeah. Um, and while the action, and I thought the action was great in that game. This is I I like the feel of it better in Strider, and I like again I like the speed of it. Cool. Like if if you play Strider cautiously, you're probably gonna die because it it behooves you to just sit there and like go sword 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 to reflect bullets back at people. By the time you get it, by the time you like get up to them, you've probably already done a fair amount of damage. Sweet. Um, you can like bust through floors. You're like sliding all the time. Um, the save points are great. So it's the same thing where you're there's you there's like a save room and there's like the thing. That you like, you know, in, in most games you step into and you've got to go like, whoa, 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 and then the save happens. Yes. Non-Strider, as soon as you touch it, game's like saving, quick saving. Just go. <laughs> you just run through the room. Doesn't matter. Nice. Checkpoint room. Checkpoint room. Um, 
Was this game free on PS Plus? Yeah, it still is. Uh, okay, through the month of July, free on PS Plus. But I think I think I bought it. P- okay, um, it's PS4 only. Oh, um, I think I still bought it. Maybe it is cross buy. I actually don't know that. So it's on 360 and PS3 and PC mm-hmm. and Xbox One and PS4. Um, so if you have it and, and like the, it looks fantastic, I can't imagine it would actually look any different on a PS3 or Xbox sure. 360 though. Um, so I'm going to double check here. Yeah. Um, everybody should get it, especially if you have PlayStation Plus because it's free. But even if you don't, I actually think it's well worth um, the uh, $15. Now, you might be right because I know that um, – go back to PS Plus. So, like, Doki Doki Universe is free on Vita this week, but that's cross-buy. And so that totally worked on my PS4. So I downloaded it there. Okay, cool. Um. Here's tears to hoping then. Yeah, everybody should play it. Everybody should play it. Everybody should play it. Strider, Strider, Strider. Oh my god. If you like fun or do. Metroidvania or having a good time, mm-hmm. you should play Strider. Speaking of fun, I was really excited when Cameron our friend uh friend of the show Cameron yep. uh, said he enjoyed DMC. Yeah, I saw that online. Oh man. How do you not? Anybody who plays that game. Yeah. Again, so unassuming. Yep. And then you're like, this game controls great. It's I, amazing boss design. Super fun. Should I close this uh, tab that has conversions of how much fat is in milk? Is that okay? Are we done with that one? I don't know. We could come back to it. Okay. I'm going to leave that open then. Let's scroll back to this. Um, I got my computer running. Hey. That's, that is the other big news. So where were we? Last? So you had your computer. You were running it as a Hackintosh for a while, which was Correct. useless because that doesn't play video games. Correct. So I built a Hackintosh because there are certain things that I want to do with a powerful Mac, including video editing and stuff for personal projects. Got it. Uh, But I wanted a computer to play video games on. So you got to have a Windows machine. So I have a Windows machine. Um, I was waiting to figure out if I could get a copy of Windows for cheap or for free through school. Yeah. And you did. And I did not. Well, sort of. Okay. I went to visit my mom. And my mom wants me to upgrade her computer from XP to Windows 7. Um, I couldn't get hold of a copy of Windows 7 there, and I didn't have Microsoft Office to install, so I did not update it. Mm-hmm. But we're thinking, like, I thought your computer came with Windows 7. Because we bought it, I think it's five years old, so it would have been right in the, the time frame for Windows 7 to be the thing. Yes. And we may have downgraded it to XP because she's afraid of change. Understood. Um, so I said, well, I'll go back to, when I go back to Atlanta, I'm going to flip through some more of my discs. Cause I had looked through my little binder of discs and I didn't see windows seven. There was like a release candidate disc in there, but not like an actual install thing. Mm. So get back here. Turns out I do have a copy of windows seven, which was not hers, but I had purchased years ago through the school. So I could do coding on it and dual boot my laptop. Nice. Or, you know, use boot camp on my laptop. So it turns oh. out I do did have a copy of Windows 7 on my shelf all along. There you go. That I just totally forgot I purchased. So I had to buy a DVD drive mm-hmm. so I could install all the drivers and, and Windows 7 itself. I just didn't feel like going through the whole convert it to a USB. And yeah, what a pain. Whatever. And, then and now you have a DVD drive, which is right. still useful enough to have. Correct. Yeah. Uh, and then I bought another SSD because you, well, you could, you know, I had a 256 SSD, which if I put both operating systems on there and then start installing games, just wasn't going to be enough. Yeah, no, separate them. So it's like, 
it was one hundred and ten dollars for a two fifty six Crucial MX one thousand. That's whatever good. It is. Uh, the wire cutter gives it a thumbs up. Mm-hmm. It may be the wire cutter's new recommendation, or at least second place to the Samsung Evo that they've been loving for so long. Yeah. So I put Windows on that. Got my Mac uh, OS ten on the other one. Installed video games. Installed Steam. It, it works. I have a I have a PC computer hooked up to my television, Terrific. and everything works, and it's great. It's awesome. So I installed a bunch of stuff just to see how how my machine was running, mm-hmm. and I decided the thing that I had already on hand that I could use to put it to the test was Metro twenty thirty three. Right, high end game. High end game. High end years old. Yeah, yeah. A few years old. I mean, high end at the time. You could you could crank it all the way up, but more along the lines of the stuff that I would like to be playing. So I played. I don't know, two hours of Metro 2033 so far. It is, it reminds me of a combo of Half-Life, Doom, and Fear. Okay. So, Doomish monsters, Half-Life scenario, like post-apocalyptic, we have to go through the tunnels, and we're going to be attacked by the monsters that are out in the wild. Um, and psychological visual effects as if it were fear like oh you have a crazy flashback or you start seeing things or people you know you pass out or you go into a trance or whatever so uh i put it on easy because the game is kind of difficult it probably plays really well with a mouse and keyboard but i wanted to play with a controller because i want to sit on my couch right put it on easy the lighting is awesome it looks really good runs fantastically my ssd makes everything on the computer run so much mm-hmm. faster uh, and it's a, it's a fun shooter too. I haven't played a shooter in a good long while, so I'm going to keep on keeping on with Metro 2033. Awesome. Uh, yeah, they're, they're talking about, actually, they might be confirmed remaking that for PS4, like putting mm. both of those Metro games on a disc. Yeah. That would be super fun. Cause then you'd it, get the like high end PC graphics. Right. It is. It's a fun shooter and you have to think about your ammo. So it's all about ammo conservation in it because there's limited ammo in the environment and then you can pick up like what is like pre-apocalypse ammo, which is the good stuff, which you can either use to kill things more quickly and easily or use as a currency. So it's like, if you want to use it in combat, well then it's like you're firing your money away. Right. You can't use it to buy upgrades for your guns. So, uh, story seems good so far. Everyone speaks with Russian accents, which is really funny when it comes to the little kid voice actors Yep. who sound like adults doing kids voices with russian accents but i'm pretty sure it's actually just kids i don't know uh so yeah i played that that ran well and then a friend of the show good friend of the show kevin talked me into buying magic gathering 2015 yes so i'm on board i've not purchased a magic game since the first one came out on xbox 360 okay xbla now i've bought years ago i've bought them all and played them all not to the extent by any stretch of the imagination that Kevin has. But no. I've played them all. I've actually got them all on Xbox, and they were good, kind of like, it's late, I only feel like playing something for half an hour, what do I want? Ah, magic. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, so far, I'm impressed. <sighs> I can do uh, deck customization, which is nice. Yep. I had trouble beating the tutorial, actually, like the yeah. final tutorial thing, as I'm... Because I, you know, I don't know what cards were in my deck, mm. and what to look for, what the balance was, and you know, it's just one of those things where you'd have to get used to if you haven't played Magic in a long time, you have to get used to remembering how things work, how, you know, what uh, you know, the creatures are for different decks. So I'm doing a red and green deck right now. Okay. Because that's pretty easy, yeah. mostly attack-based. Right. Um, 
and and it's going so it's going good so far. There's a little story to it. Yep. Yeah. It's the just. Yeah, like, I like, you went to this place, but there was a battle. I kind of like the story stuff. You'll find that at least in the other games, it's good to have a number of decks you're working on to because different decks pair up well against other types of decks. Mm-hmm. So you know you might want the red blue or the red green is probably pretty good. Having like a blue or a blue black is pretty good. Um, you know, green white's popular combo. But anyway, just kind of different themes like. You know, you're, you've got probably your heavy hitters in your deck right now, like fast damage. I don't know. You might want to counter one or like a, a blue black is good because that's all about like not letting the other person do anything. Mm-hmm. But those, those are also, you know, you need to know the rules. You need to be paying attention at all times. So oh, you yeah. Know, like, oh, shit, I need to use this instant now. And they've, they've probably the they probably introduced like 800 new abilities since you've last tuned into Oh, um, I kind of remember. Yeah. I mean, it's it all looks so different to me. Like, I know how magic plays, but a simple rule that I forgot. You can block one creature with two of your own creatures. You can do that. And so I would I like, yes, I'm going to do this attack, and it's going to be awesome. I'm going to do a trample, and then they blocked with everything. Like, oh, right, of course. Yep. Or, you know, I didn't remember when I could play something or what it would do or... You know, I had a really good card in my hand, but I didn't understand the description of it. And then they used that same card, and I was like, "Oh fuck, that's right. awesome!" Right? I lost, but there you go. Now you've got that in your toolbox for next now time. I got it in my toolbox. So, you know, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, to getting back in it. And Kevin and I can play du- online duels. Yeah, because he has it on Steam as well. I think I'm going to buy it on Steam as well because I can at least play it on one of my laptops and certainly my computer. I got hooked up to the television. Yeah. So. It is not available for Macintosh. Boo, I know. Which I would love to play it on my MacBook Air because it would run perfectly and there. I actually, I actually looked because um, the first was like, maybe it's just out for Windows now. No, all the other ones are Windows only. So don't get yeah. your hopes up that this will be cross-platform. Um, okay, so the thing I've been playing this weekend, uh, the, De- yeah. the Destiny bait is going on. Big news. And I've played it. Um, so I have... Uh, I've played probably about four hours. I hit the level cap with um, the character I made, which was a Titan. There's three classes. I picked the warrior class. Let's just get down to, I actually don't know how much more I'm going to play of it because I like it a lot. Like a lot, a lot. I'm, um, you know, I'd kind of heard bits and pieces of the game, certainly when the alpha was going on at E3. Mm-hmm. And I'm surprised at how unique the game feels and how fresh it feels. I think I think it's very interesting. Like I was thinking a lot about, you know, Titanfall comes out, and it's kind of like, all right, it's it's the Call of Duty guys like making a little bit different mm-hmm. game, but pretty much the same idea. Call of Duty with robots. This, I think, if you didn't know that the Halo people made this game, you'd be like, what? This doesn't seem like Halo at all. One, their vehicles control great. Hey, so there's imagine a that. Thing. So what is Destiny? Yeah, um, tell me what Destiny so is. So cl- it, it is an amalgam of a lot of different ideas, but it's more like Borderlands than anything else. It is a uh, single-player focused mm-hmm. um, first-person shooter, except it's a third-person game when you're in this weird hub world. Okay. So um, you you have a character. You build it. Your character levels up. You gain experience for completing missions and killing people there are classes there are classes there are three classes that i don't remember the names of but it's more or less there's spanish chemistry 
and theater arts. Physical education, actually. They don't have any physical arts. In the beta? Um, physical challenge. Right. Uh, there's three different races, too, which is human, blue human, and robot. Uh, uh, um i i do not know so they they haven't there's not enough of the fiction yet that i know what the differences are Uh um okay so there's titan titan is warrior that's what i am um you uh you punch really well the punching is so good um and you have a special ability where if i push l1 and r1 i like jump and slam the ground and do this big radius damage effect and then it takes a long time to charge back up um, then there's also hunters and warlocks. I have not used those. Um, but those are other classes. I don't know. They, it sounds mainly like hunter seems like ranged damage mm-hmm. type of guy. Warlock is magic user type of guy. Um, it's funny that you're talking about a game that I assume is sci-fi, but there is a magic user in it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's, uh, space, space magic. It, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, they're, they're putting fantasy tropes on top of sci-fi is more of these things. Okay. I can't speak too intelligently about these other classes. It doesn't seem like there's that much of a difference, at least at the lower levels. I mean, you have guns, you have armor. The differences, I think, are mainly the special abilities, which are meaningful and powerful, but they take a long time to charge up. So you've got a primary weapon. You know, you've got pistols. You have rifles. You have, like, um, you know, automatic rifles. Then there's, like, a secondary weapon, which are, like, heavier weapons. So you've got your shotgun. You've got a sniper rifle or whatever. And then you have, like, a special item slot. You have, like, a machine gun in there right now. I think you have a flamethrower. You know, helmet, gloves, like, different armor stuff that have different stats that you're swapping out. Um, you're getting loot at a frequent rate, at a far less frequent weight than Borderlands. But well, there's always room for more loot. There's always room for more loot. Actually, you have a lot of room for loot, which is nice. Um, there's chests every once in a while. You open up, you get money. Um, so the way it works is you're on a spaceship. Um, and then you choose where to go from the spaceship and your choices are basically multiplayer, a single player mission or back to the hub world on the hub world. Um, there's no attacking. There's people from, um, the game's always online. So there's just people hanging out no matter what part of the game you're playing. So in the, <laughs> hey, you want to smoke? Exactly. So in the hub world, you can go buy new weapons. Um, just like Diablo or something, you'll get weapons that need to be identified. So you go to the identifier wizard and then he says, boom, here they are. Okay. Um, <laughs> you can go. It's a good sound effect. You can go upgrade your ship, or you can take on bounties, which um, either seem like the the uh, Jimmy uh, uh, made them analogous to the weekly challenges from Halo. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, they also seem like those sub challenges in Borderlands. So it'll be something like kill a hundred people without dying, and it resets every time okay. you die. And if you complete it, then you get a bunch of XP and maybe an item. Or and there's multiplayer ones like um, right now the only multiplayer mode they have in the beta is like an um, area control. There's like three points on the map and you need to if you stand in them you get control and then you have to sit there and defend it and whoever controls points the most of the end wins. That seems pretty standard. Um, but so that's that's the the hub world type thing. But there's probably more to do there that I'm forgetting. You can change more aesthetic stuff. Then you can go to right now it's just Earth, but it looks like there's the Moon and potentially other planets. And if you click on Earth, there's a map, and there's a bunch of missions. And you you can click on a story mission. You go down. um, You follow this path. Um, Usually at the end of the path, there is a boss. And as soon as you kill the boss, it's like mission over, 30-second countdown starts. And at the end of that 30-second countdown, you're back up on your ship. So 
it's a little bit less like Borderlands or Diablo or an MMO or something where you complete the quest and then you go back to your quest menu and you can set waypoints or something. Mm-hmm. It almost seems more to me like Super Mario 64 where it's like you jump in to a place and multiple missions will start at the exact same place and then you go complete the mission and as soon as that mission's done, you're out. Like you're, huh. you're beaming back out. There's no like running out or whatever. Okay. Um, so you can collect the eight red coins or you can go to the top and fight the bob bomb. You can't. Um, now there is an option that is more open worldy. So these are like, um, you know, a bunch of different single player missions. Um, and then you can go, or well, they're, they're story missions, everything, everything like borderlands, you can party up with strangers or friends and go do these things together. You can also go into, um, a different, um, option, which is just like, Hey, let's just do some random missions. And there are a lot of fetch quests or, um, Hey, go kill this boss. Or, 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 you know, this named enemy. Or, hey, uh, go kill five enemies of this type, and they're going to drop an item, and then you'll get a hundred of them. The nice thing about all these quests, though, so you have to go somewhere and pick them up. But once you complete the quest, that's it. There's no turning them in. Hey. Which is Future super video smart. Games is here. Just, like, it just happens. Um, but you can see these, like, kind of things you're doing feel very familiar in a... I mean, Borderlands is, again, the closest analog, even though that is stealing from these point-and-click type games, is sure. also a first-person shooter. Um, they don't go a whole, whole lot into the story and tone. Basically, the story is um, you, humanity, is, like, doing some space travel in the future, like, on Mars or whatever. And then this big, white sphere comes. It's called the Traveler. And they don't really explain why this happens, but this big ball makes peace on earth and allows space colonization exploration like super possible so humans go and they uh colonize like mars and venus maybe other places moon and that's going great for a while but then the traveler has an enemy called the darkness and the darkness comes and it has like destroyed everything jackie so now the big floating ball is hovering like over one earth city and it's the only place that's like not totally on fire and horrible. So all the missions you're taking place <laughs> on like dystopian future Russia. Okay. So imagine a Russia where like, like Metro 2033. Yeah. But it's also like been in the future. So it doesn't really look like Russia I mean, or like anything Russian in particular. It just looks like they built a lot of future buildings and then those buildings went to shit and now okay. you're back. Um, it's a, it's a lot of block housing. Yeah. So I don't know. I can't comment too much on the story. You know, we're fighting people. I guess these are like manifestations of the darkness, what the darkness is and what the traveler, the traveler has like, like summoned you, um, you, you have a little robot pal who is Peter Dinklage and, um, is just the one thing that they have pulled over from halo. Peter Dinklage is Cortana. If you were wondering what he is. Okay. He is exactly that. That's all right. Um, he's your robot friend who tells you where to go and also unlocks things or like scans things for you while you def- like def- survive walking to doing that. Great. Um, it, he's a claptrap. Totally. He's also claptrap. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Like it's been a lot of fun. It looks amazing. It controls amazingly tight. Like it feels great. The shooting was... is tight. The jumping is tight. The vehicles are great. Um, and it just feels like there's a lot of different stuff to do. Like I, I almost feel unequipped to really talk about it. And people who have played it are probably like, you're a total idiot. Um, mm-hmm. but 
again, I, I put a lot of time into it. I hit the level cap. There's still a lot more to do. Like it's, the skills keep leveling up, um, independent of your experience level. Weapons level up, and then you can like buy more um, upgrades for each weapon. So it kind of behooves you to switch things in and out. Um, and like any good loot based game, like just because like the base stat is higher on this one, you're like, well, this adds to my strength though. So maybe I actually want the helmet with lower defense. But then mm-hmm. maybe it, this this one, the defense is so much higher, it actually makes sense to swap it out and lose it. So, um, uh, I've been sold on this game. I would recommend this game, especially to you um, and to most people listening. I think this is going to be like a crazy hit, like unprecedented, like just based on the high quality of the game and the fact that nothing else is coming out this fall. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be a huge launch. Yeah, I was struck by how good it looks. The question is, for me... Do I want to buy this game and play it on a PlayStation Four that is not my own? Like, I don't. Is it is it is it worth? See why not? I mean, assuming you can transfer your save. Actually, your character's like, all online. So, is it worth me like going in onto campus oh. on the weekends to play? Look at this point, man. It's been a year. You're gonna need. Are you you're getting PS Four this year or an Xbox One or something? No, I don't think so. That's bananas, the, man. Well, the P. I, I just bought a PC so I could play video games. Is this game coming Almost. out for PC? Uh, no. Oh. At least not now. I don't know. Screwed up buying that PC. But I li- but I can play video games using my PC now. That's so true. I mean, it's basically like the off chance that there is one game here and there that I will not be able to play. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like Destiny. Well, fair enough. Um, I- I'm okay. So I- I'm actually going to say no because this is not. Um, you know, this isn't a twelve-hour campaign. This is going to be right. a game that demands uh, a pretty high amount of your time, and I also think it's got legs. Um, you could now. Here's an option that's maybe a waste of money. So the game is coming out on the 360 and the PS3, and I believe it has cross save support. I don't know if it has cross save from 360 to PS4, but you could get it on PS3. Hmm. I don't know if but, we could play together. Uh, or yeah, how that's it's the thing. Work and if we can't play together, that makes it less. Right, that's the only thing. I, I mean, I want to play this. It sounds like I'd like to play this game to play with people in the same yeah. way that we used to play Borderlands all the time. So that that to me is the appeal. And if I have to carve out special time to go to campus to do that, right. I, that's possible. I'm but I'm reading here. I actually think that the beta is on PS3 as well. I wonder if you shouldn't fire that up and see what you what you think. Yeah, just try to get into it and see what see what's what. See what's up. That's that's a good idea. All right, cool. But uh, it's been a total blast. I don't know, Destiny man. Destiny, Destiny, no escaping it. It's your destiny to play that game. Cool. <laughs> so, so uh, uh, people remember. So the the last episode of the podcast obviously was uh, you and Kevin chatting. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the, the last episode the two of us were on, um, was our fake E3 episode. Um, oh yeah, it was, uh, that's right. Uh, so then, so then you and Kevin, uh, one, I was glad it took Kevin a long time to realize that that was a fake episode, um, which I think was a sentiment a lot of people shared. Yeah. Which was, good for us, which was right? awesome. Is that- which was awesome. Uh, um, you guys talked about E3 some. Yeah. Um, you know, just kind of a little bit. Some of the big bullet points, but and, and I liked it, like I said, because it was you kind of informing Kevin about some of the big happenings and his off the cup <laughs> reactions. Um, we were going to do an episode kind of a- actually talking about E3. Um, it's been a long time, been a while uh, since we since E3 has happened. 
Um, but we've still got all yeah, these it's been. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, so I, I think that what we should do is go over some of the games we were interested in in a rapid-fire format. Correct. Um, we, there's no point in doing an E3 recap anymore. It is now just our personal opinions on stuff that we are or are not looking forward to. Mm-hmm. And we've divided it up. We've divided it up into uh, different Borderlands categories that you've made. Um, I, sure. I say we go in the order of this list real fast. I know it, it, we've each put different things here. Mm-hmm. Um, but so, so let's go through it. So E3 2014, timely recap, not at all. Here we go. Here are our favorite things in the sweet category. Sweet, sweet, sweet. Um, you know, it was hard for me to pick stuff that I was like really excited about. But the one game, just looking on it or looking at it and knowing uh, how I felt recently about Black Flag, I'm quite looking forward to Assassin's Creed Unity. So this this surprises me because Assassin's Creed Black Flag was a fantastic game. Completely agree. Um, and this game is very different. This game does not look like that game. Uh, no, not at all. Uh, it, what, but, it's made by the Brotherhood people, um, which is still my favorite Assassin's Creed game. It just it based on the number, like the the density of people and the stuff yeah. that I enjoyed doing in Black Flag, and kind of coming back to the series after a while. Um, I'm I'm excited about the potential for you know this this giant, really pretty looking Assassin's Creed game. Nice. The game I, still not totally tired of cities. No. We'll come back to this a little later. So I've got um, Rise of the Tomb Raider is actually probably the game I was most excited about. It kind of came out of nowhere. It's not super ex- surprising when you think about it. I mean, it's a sequel to um, this. This is the sequel to the rebooted Tomb Raider from a couple years ago that I played um, on PS4 earlier this year. And you remember that I described it as perfect. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm very excited about this. So the, the uh, you know, just to get another one of those games, I would certainly be excited about. But I like the tone of this. So in the Tomb Raider reboot, it's Lara Croft, who is not you know like an action star yet kind of becoming that action star and going through like a lot of shit like a lot of people a lot of her friends die she's a lot of fucked up like mythology shit and so in this game now we have the um you know she's back home nobody really believes what happened to her they see her in the psychologist's office and now we've have a Lara Croft kind of unchained and like raw and mm-hmm. i'm super excited in this like tonal shift with the same amazing gameplay from the first one it's a horrible name. Rise of the Tomb Raider is the stupidest <laughs> yeah. thing I've ever heard, but I'm very excited about it. All right. The next category is the wasn't expecting that category. These are the pleasant surprises. Wasn't expecting that. So uh, two things from Nintendo really stood out to me, which was Splatoon. Yep. The the paint paint shooter multiplayer. Paint first first shooter. person painter. First person painter. With the swimming through the paint mechanic, which looks uh, really cool. Super and, creative. I don't know yeah. how interested I am in playing a multiplayer shooter, but really, really creative. Right. Like, that looks like the type of party game that I want on a Wii, because I like shooting stuff, but I don't necessarily need to be shooting guns. Uh, I, I think you could get people on board with that. And then uh, one that we both liked, we're like, what in the world? And I don't know where this comes from, but just looking at the the puzzle platforming mechanic of it uh the captain toad treasure tracker game yes kind of reminds me of like a mario vs donkey kong and lemmings totally and... like a like a puzzle platformer type of thing yeah i thought that so, looked awesome look at i'm looking forward to both of those agreed so i'm a uh, codename steam which is a new uh 3ds game from intelligent systems uh turn-based strategy sort of a la advance wars but in a new 
um, style of game. Uh, I am super duper 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 excited about it. Uh, that's kind of my want portable. Uh, Kirby and the Rainbow Curse. This is a spiritual sequel to Kirby's Canvas Curse for the DS, where you would draw little rainbows and call Kirby along on his tracks, which I didn't play much of, but liked a lot of what I played. Oh, I, I played a lot of. That game is superb. I know. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Uh, Mario Maker, of course, for the uh, Wii U. You're not, not into it? Nope. Um, I'm not into I'm it. not into making Mario levels, but I am interested in downloading them if Nintendo lets us. Um, Grim Fandango is getting a remake for uh, the PlayStation and um, PC, which I am turbo pumped about. I've never played I it. I know. You are, so now it's time. You're going to play it. It'll be perfect. You can put it on the new PC. Perfect. Hey. Perfect. Absolutely the platform to get it on. Um, let It Die. Uh, what is Let It Die? Let It Die is a free-to-play hack-and-slash game for the PS4 by Grasshopper. Okay. I don't remember seeing this yeah, at all. Yeah, fuck yeah. So, Let me uh, search this online. Um, as a uh, huge, like, Shadows of the Damned fan and uh, at least interested in, like, Killer7 and No More Heroes. You know, I actually bought Lollipop Chainsaw. I should probably put that in. Um, see how embarrassing it is. But I, I don't know. I am... The, this just seems like awesome wackadoo Japanese developer getting into the whole free-to-play thing. It's on mm-hmm. Unreal 4. Looked great. Looks like chaos. The logo has, like, the Grim Reaper on a skateboard. Uh, yes. I'll be super. I'll be checking that out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that is that is our wasn't expecting that category. Also wasn't expecting that, but I'm not actually going to ever play, is the... Uh, Dead Rising DLC that they announced and then subsequently released. Yeah, I heard that was like actually super, wasn't that great. Super over the top. I really like the idea of that. I certainly was not expecting it. That's for sure. Right. All right. So our next category. What do we have here? Uh, we have got what it takes. Cautiously optimistic. You think you got what it takes? Um, of all of these, Alien Isolation seems really cool to me. I don't know why yes. people are excited about this game at all. So I I really like sneaking around games where you are just waiting to move and you don't want to get caught by things. Yep. Okay. Uh, so this a game to be focused on that I'm I'm really into. But I like I like waiting in a vent for a monster to pass by and then hoping I could sneak by it without having to shoot it. That sounds like the, what the core of this game is. I don't know how I could you know. So this is not a game I'm not interested in. But I don't know how I can be optimistic about it. So, uh, I mean, I think the movie Alien, fantastic, obviously. Um, that kind of stealth I also enjoy. But uh, every Alien game ever made has been totally abysmal. And most mm-hmm. games based on properties are totally abysmal. So, I don't know. Except for Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's well, Chest. for the game, game wait, 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 wait. So, <laughs> we'll see. I hope it's good, but I bet it's not. Uh, do you want to alternate here? Nope, just going down to the list. All right. Whatever the new Criterion game is, the the burnout with all sorts of vehicles. Oh, if they if they make an open world where you could just get into vehicles and go fucking nuts, that could be that could be really cool. Sure, I mean that was only a a teaser trailer. That's like idea, a concept but, of maybe we could do this, but right. hey, why not? Uh, I'm still still interested in a cross country driving game, so I am looking forward to the crew. <laughs> sure. <laughs> One, they're going to get it one of these times, and who knows? Maybe this is the one. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I also believe I was excited about that last time. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and then 
I, I don't know, man. Uh, maybe I've been hoodwinked, but I think that the, the little teaser that they put out and the description of what they want to do with the new Zelda game on the Wii U would be something that I'm interested in. I think so. I don't, I don't think you're wrong about this. Um, so Zelda has, has bought a little bit of a license for me after the incredibly high quality of Link Between Worlds. Mm-hmm. Like, what a breath of fresh air to the franchise. So if it's those guys who have kind of, like, proven their brilliance to Nintendo is going to let them take some risks and make something a little bit more interesting, I'm interested in it. What we saw was barely even a game, so I think you're right on the cautiously optimistic category because it's not a game yet, but they're right. thinking right. They're in the right direction. I like it. All right, what do you have for you? got Super Smash Brothers um, specifically on the um, 3DS. Um, handheld That's Smash cool. Brothers, eh, that could be fun. Yeah. Um, no Man's Sky, I'm not sure how into... Uh, you know, a uh, game without direction is. Mm-hmm. I don't tend to like it, but the the visuals look really cool. And the um, I don't know. That would be a game I would definitely check out. I feel like I'm cautiously optimistic into what exactly that game turns into. So mm-hmm. um, Dragon Age Inquisition looks fantastic. I want to know, you know, Bioware is still trying to figure out what the Dragon Age series is. First, <laughs> Dragon Age 1 was a total throwback to, you know, the Bioware games of old. Dragon mm-hmm. Age 2 was Mass Effect with armor. Mm-hmm. So who knows what Inquisition is going to be. Um, but I actually liked both of those games. Um, I didn't like 2 as much, but I, but I liked it more than most people. So I'm, I'm pretty interested in it. Bayonetta 2, man. I don't know. I like Bayonetta a lot. That game looks bonkers. That game looks bonkers. I, I played a little bit of Bayonetta, and it didn't, didn't snag me at the time. Yeah. I don't remember what it was about it, but those frenetic Japanese action games uh, mm-hmm. tend to get me. So I'm I'm optimistic about that. Same with the Order 1886. I'm yeah, that that could be on my list too. That I want to see more, especially as a PlayStation 4 owner. I'm cautiously interested to see exactly what that ends up being. Um, I'm I'm not entirely sure. I mean, it's a shooter, but I don't know. That's that's an, an interesting period of history to explore and weird sci-fi past elements and stuff. Mm-hmm. Far Cry 4. You know, Far Cry 3 was great. Far Cry 4 was originally on my Sweet. list. And then after thinking about it for about a month or so, uh, I'm moving it down to my cautiously optimistic as well. What particularly excited me is the possibility of multiplayer. Right. Um, if if that is executed on well, that could be a whole lot of fun. That is the type of I want a big open world multiplayer thing. I did purchase Far Cry 3 and Blood Dragon on the... Uh, humble sale this nice. weekend or something nice. through origin yeah. so I'll, I'll be able to play those now finally those are great yeah the reason i've got it here i, I think it's gonna be pretty good but i wonder if it's just gonna be like far cry 3 again and far cry 3 was a really long game so i don't know if i have it in me to play a whole whole another game it's mm-hmm. pretty much just that um is that screen union i'm actually very excited and but i've got on cautiously optimistic just because you know so we had if we're looking at our quality we had brotherhood which was great and then the quality had been dipping for a while um, I actually think each game got subsequently worse and worse. But then we got four, and four was fantastic. But as I said, four was a very different kind of—not very different—but the that that pirate mechanic and aesthetic was very different from the what's in the rest of the series, and certainly mm. not what Unity's going to have. Um, I am not interested in multiplayer Assassin's Creed actually at all, even the co-op stuff. 
Huh. Um, I, I am interested in that. I'm cautiously optimistic about that part of so it. So I hope it doesn't get in the way of it being an excellent game in the spirit of Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. That's kind of <laughs> what I want, which is probably what most people don't want. And um, I'm cautiously optimistic about the Powers TV show. I actually just read a whole bunch more. I caught up on Powers um, at the beach, and it kind of reignited my love for that show. Um, I actually didn't mind the weird, long Brian Bendis uh, right. E3 interlude. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that is. Nice. All right. The last, no, second to last category here is the elite my ass category games. Others are excited for that. We don't really care about. Yep. Where's my, uh, where's my elite my ass. There it is. Elite my ass. So I'm just not interested. Well, in particular smash brothers for the Wii U because I don't have a Wii U. Um, Oh, you're skipped. You skipped. You're not reading the right list. Uh Oh, Undo. Okay. Um, Evolve. Yeah, me too. I don't get it. That game won the best Left 4 Dead with monsters. Yeah, it's uh, in, instead of asymmetrical. Right, it, monster it's regime. a five-player game where it's a team of four people, Left 4 Dead style, fight off against one player controlling a big monster. Everybody loved this game. Um, won the Critics' Choice Award. I don't get it. I'll, I have no interest in that game whatsoever. No. Zero. None. I also do not think there is a chance in the world that No Man's Sky works. I don't think I'll enjoy it. The <laughs> I more just, I, I think about it. Hearing interviews, I understand that they want to be cagey because they want this thing to feel exciting and, you know, a world of discovery at people's fingertips. Right. But if you cannot describe to me what you do in your game, I'm not sure that you know exactly what it is that people are going to do in your game. I, I'm concerned that this is just not going to work at all. Yep. Not as a game, anyway. Technically, it may be cool to look at, but not. No. Um, there was a lot of good things being said about Sunset Overdrive, and I don't know if it's just people are excited or if they're making a big push. I think that game looks fucking terrible. I think I think the aesthetic alone is just such a huge turnoff. I'm like, that looks like the stupidest thing ever, and I want no part of it. And also, like, it just... Like a third-person shooter thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, do we need another one of those? I don't get it. I don't know where oh, this fits in. I mean, I tell you what, what is interesting to me about it, I like, I kind of do like the aesthetic, but I want to watch like the Sunset Overdrive cartoon animated feature. I do not want to play the game sure. that it is set in. Um, I just don't, I agree with you. I think it looks like when I actually saw people playing it, it looks like it moves too slowly mm-hmm. and I can't imagine how it's not going to fall into kind of an open world trap of, okay, here are like these objective types you know, collect these things, go here, shoot these people that it, that it could sustain itself for more than, you know, what looks like a little bit of action. Same. Um, the last one here, I've got Batman Arkham Knight. People are really excited about another Arkham game um, being made by uh, Rocksteady. Hey, I did not like Arkham City very much. Uh, that was super forgettable. I'm kind of done with that play style. I... No thanks. Oh, Arkham Knight is the one with the Batmobile. Yeah, it's the one with the Batmobile. That also looks stupid. Okay. That does look stupid. Yeah, I um, I just don't need. I don't need it. I also did not like Arkham City. Didn't think it was bad. Just didn't like it. All right. Lastly, here we go. Oops, that's not the right thing. Wasting daylight, fool. Wasting day. Totally not interested. Not interested. Super Smash Brothers for the Wii U. I just I do not get people's love for Smash Brothers. I think it is a totally fine game to play with your friends, but I could be less interested in the character releases and announcements anything like that i maybe i would play the one on 3ds because that is something that i have and i 
you know, I think that it could be all right for single player. Um, but I just have no zero interest right. in Smash Brothers. And then I, some of mine are the same as yours, so I'm just going to have you go through those. Totally, and we can talk about it. So uh, there's new Battlefield game, Battlefield Hardline, which is Cops and Robbers Battlefield. Nope. Nope. Um, Fable Legends, or really anything Fable ever. That is a shit that, series of shit games. I'm just going to be the looked, one to say it. It also looked bad. It also looked bad. Um, I feel like I – so I, uh, I played a little bit of Fable 1, and I played Fable 2 start to finish, and I think those games are shit boring games that are of a low quality, and I don't know why they're <laughs> AAA games. Um uh, Forza Horizon Two. I did not like Forza Horizon One very much. So, I w- I would be more cop- cautiously optimistic. I think it depends on what they do with the microtransactions. The game does drive pretty well, but yeah, yeah. I, I, that, that's a good point though. With all the microtransactions in five, I think we're going more and more that direction. Although maybe they weren't successful. Who knows? Crackdown. I can't believe they're making more than one Crackdown game, let alone three of them. That game <laughs> that game is bad, and especially especially after playing Saints Row the Fourth, which is just Crackdown but functional. Mm-hmm. You should just play that game. No interest. Yeah. Uh, Uncharted 4. Um, Uncharted is not a good game. So I can't <laughs> oh, believe they're making another damn. one. Sorry. Damn. Sorry. And look, playing Left 4 Dead, or not Left 4 Dead, holy shit, The Last of Us, mm-hmm. um, I'm not sure that um, Naughty Dog knows how to make third-person games at all. <laughs> I think they know how to make pretty games. Mm-hmm. And I think they know how to write compelling characters. I don't know if they know how to make games that are fun to play. Yes. And so, so, like I said, the thing that turned me off from The Last of Us was I had just played Assassin's Creed, where you can stand on a wall, and then when someone comes and passes you, you can grab them and take them out. Yep. You cannot do that in a game that purports to have stealth. Thus, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it does control better than Uncharted. Not that that's hard. Um, so anyway, no, Dang. no, thanks. Sucks. Uh, little All big right. planet three. How did they make more than one little big planet game? Who is playing this game? Who are playing these <laughs> I games? I actually, I, that's a good question. I don't know who's playing little big planet. Who's talking about it or what? If, if little big planet looks vaguely appealing to you, you're probably already playing a lot of Minecraft, a better game. So mm. interesting. Mortal Kombat X. I'm a little bit less down on this game. Um, I just didn't like Mortal Kombat nine and I really, really didn't like, um, injustice. Um, I thought Mortal Kombat 9 had an interesting structure to it. Like, I liked the story mode a lot, but I don't know. It just comes down to I don't like fighting games that control like that, so I'm not interested. I don't have any mm-hmm. I don't have any beef with it. I'm not, like, mad at it like I am some of the other games here. Sure. Like, if somebody was like, I'm playing Mortal Kombat X, I'd be like, that's cool, good for you. If someone was like, I'm playing the new Crackdown, I'm like, what? You're an idiot. Stop playing that game. <laughs> Perfect. Well, there's our E3 rundown. Woo! All video game focused. Uh, I also did not make it onto the list, but I'm cautiously optimistic about the PlayStation Vita TV thing. Sure, yeah. Depend depending on how fully functional that is, that is probably something that I would like to have. P4 Golden on the TV, just complete the circle. Mm-hmm. New game plus. Oh boy, nothing better than taking up one of the TVs in the house <laughs> with a game I could play on a mobile device. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so. You're looking at our time timestamp here, Jay. How far we are into the show? Yeah, I think we should just skip this news. Yeah, how about fuck it? Okay, fuck it, fuck it. Straight to. Good morning, Captain. Well, good morning to you. Till another The list. Down on your new mud run. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. All right. 
So I just installed Steam on a PC, which means that I have I can see the list of games that are in my Steam backlog. You can't. We just, we just hit the summer sale. I did not buy much. I bought a, a handful of games on the summer sale. It seems like one. every year you already own more and more of the things that are there. Mm-hmm. I tried to buy games two other times, and I already owned those games. <laughs> I did not know. Thank God they told you when you got to the, uh, uh, checkout. To the checkout screen. Like, I was like, Rogue Legacy for cheap. I should buy that game. And it's like, you already own this game. Like, oh. Do you hmm. want to buy it from somewhere else? I'm like, no. Okay. No. Can I just return my copy? Turn in and buy it again. So, uh, now, that, now that I have a PC available, it's time to start thinking about the games that are on there. Yep. Which means that I'm looking at the list five games from your Steam backlog. Five games. We have to own them. We have to have either not played them or played a very small amount of them. Um, cool. Actually, I've played none of these at all on my list. Um, uh, I've tried playing one of these once. Okay, so yeah. I'll, I'll, so that's that's but, pretty good. Yeah, my Steam back, I have 200-some games on Steam. And I've probably played three of them. Although, as much time pa- or more time passes, I feel less and less guilty about the Steam backlog. Yeah. It's just happened for Like, I just... Whatever. Well, because there are just video games that are there that I could play. The, and and the thing that I like better about it, so I have a lot of games on my 360 backlog, games I've never played, and I'm like, well, I'm not playing those ever. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> that console's kind of dead. Uh, yeah, at least at least you have a computer that will continue to run as a computer. Correct. I'll always have a computer. So, uh, all right. So, why don't you begin this week? Oh man! All right, unprecedented. Okay, so. Um, the first game I'm going to talk about is, oh, you know, I'm a liar. This is a game that I have played a little bit of. A game that you were a big proponent of. You either bought for me or I bought after your recommendation, but it's Anodyne. Anodyne. I, I don't remember if I bought that for you. I may have done that. Yeah. I forget, but I, uh, maybe I got it. Maybe I got on a humble bundle. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. I have that it. game is lovely. Yes. I played 30 minutes of it. Um, you know, it's got that Zelda Link's Awakening E feel. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy dungeon-based, you know, top-down platformer. It was awesome. Really pretty. Really pretty. Hey, you should play that game I from should, your backlog. Yeah, I should probably play that game from my backlog. So I mm-hmm. uh, might play it. I would like to play it. All right, a game that I've played, or you've played recently, that I have been meaning to play since I heard about it, but I couldn't because I didn't have a PC. That's Antichamber. Yeah! Oh, I almost put this on my list, but I, I felt like I played too much of it that mm-hmm. to compete. Oh my god, Antichamber. Oh, you should play that right now. Okay. Oh my god. All right, podcast over. Done. Bye. The list. Good morning, <laughs> Captain. <laughs> 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 yeah. I don't know what to say about it. Antichamber, weird game that fucks with space. You turn around and you're in a different room. Oh, mm-hmm. so good. Um, Next thing I'm going to talk about is... Uh, Kentucky Route Zero. Ah, KRZ. Yes, which I I, I bought as like it was um, on sale at one point, and I like adventure games. And it seems to, as each episode slowly comes out, um, I think episode three comes out, people's opinion of it gets higher and higher and higher and higher. Um, and so I'm finally like, oh, I should really sit there and play it. Um, I like the kind of I I um saw a bunch of it being played maybe i watched a quick look and it's a very like muted subdued you're kind of like far away from the character mm-hmm. um kind of a creepy vibe but it's not like a horror game it's just kind of like a weird amb- and like, like suspenseful yeah. kind of ambient type of game um i guess kind of 
in in the same like Alan Wakey type of vibe or um that almost made it onto this list. Yeah. Oh god. I own Alan Wake on 360 and me, on the PC. Me too. Don't know how I got it on PC. Don't know. <laughs> um So yeah. Kentucky Rose. K R Z. Have you played it? All right. Nope. Okay. I have zero interest. Oh wow. Okay. Kentucky Route zero interest in this game. Sing. <laughs> hey. Alright, I'm gonna get this one out of the way now so that you can stop being mad at me by the time this list is done. Sure. I feel like it is important no. I, Do you say, I feel, say it? I don't know what you're gonna say. I feel like it's important for me to try to play Dota two. Okay. That's fine. At some point. I agree. Some, oh, okay, good. Hey. I thought you were gonna call me an idiot. Nope. Um, I mean, it looks like a terrible game. It's not fun, but, uh, <laughs> but if you want to you throw your life away, whatever, you kill yourself. That's your fine. choice. But uh, no, it does seem like something that having some base level of understanding would right. help to enjoy things on the internet. Yeah, I feel like it's such a big part. You should of... just try watching. So the um, what is it? The International Four is going on this weekend, C- correct? And I think they have that like beginner stream. Okay, a stream with commentary for beginners. I've heard of this. I don't know how it is. But maybe you should watch them. I feel like I would just like to play that game by myself. <laughs> is there a way to do that? Nope. Nope. Um, I don't think there okay. is at all. But it is it is one of those games that sits on there and as I scroll by it, I think maybe this is the day that I should try this out. It's like that World of Warcraft feeling. Like mm-hmm. I just need to try it once. Just once. Yep. Just to see. You should. I'm not going to. Nope. But I should play it. Um on my list, I think you've played this game, Cube. Ah, Q-U-B-E. Q-U-B-E. This is another, like, weird first-person indie puzzler game mm-hmm. where I bought it because I thought the aesthetic looked awesome. White background, hey. pretty colors. Oh, you like? do you like Portal? Love it. Mm-hmm. Love it. So, um, it's interesting. I find, I find, like, I don't just want to, like, move on, but because they're games you haven't played, I don't know a whole lot about them. Just, like, from right. what I've heard, like, you... Like interact with different colored blocks, and then you can manipulate the environment to get to new places by doing. Yeah, but it's like Portal. Yeah, okay. I so I played I played a bit of it, oh. and um, I liked what I played. I don't know. I something about being in a first person perspective is is fun for games like that. Yep. I tell you what, there is something I've come across. I'm trying to think where it is. There are a couple of community... I forgot that like mods were a thing for video games. And I recently ran across two Portal 2 mods that looked kind of cool. There's one called Thinking with Time Machines. Yep. I think it's called. And then there's another like paintball tag one that's using the Portal gun. Um, I'd, I'd like to like to check those out. I do not have them in my list though, so it cannot go on here. Ah. All right. Here's a game I've started... At least two, if not three times. And at this point, I have it like built up in my head that this is a good game, and it may be total garbage. I feel like you've recommended it to me before in the past. It comes from the most confusingly titled series of video games in history. Mm-hmm. Star Wars Jedi Knight 2 Jedi Outcast. Yeah. Is that a good one? That's a good game. Okay, <laughs> that's what I thought. I remember like I've downloaded it a couple times and tried playing through it, and it's a little old. It is a little old, and it feels a little old, but... Um... Again, like fast and frenetic, like the force powers are really fun. It kind of mm-hmm. like auto blocks um, blasters, if I remember. So if you're just walking towards people with blasters, it's like chick 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 like Strider. Yeah. Um, no Strider, you have to push the button for it to. Yeah, that's actually oh, okay. timing based. You don't just auto block stuff. Oh, okay, cool. But yeah, that's a really fun game. You should play it. 
I've installed it multiple times and tried it and, and just haven't had that one section where I've totally in the right headspace to do it. Yeah. Fourth game on my list is the Swapper. Um, I just installed that. There you go. So a game that uh, I had actually hadn't heard about it, and then it started coming up on a lot of Game of the Year lists last year. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of an indie game. Uh, side-scrolling, puzzly. I guess it's also sort of Metroidvania-y. I don't, th- I don't think it's exploration in that way, but it has the exploring underground caverns okay. aesthetic to it. So you get this weird, like, cloning, swapping places tool when you're, like, swapping places between copies of yourself to uh, complete puzzles. Who's the real you? Oh. oh. But, yeah. It's like all those movies. Exactly. I'm very excited uh, about it. Yeah, that, that does look cool. I, I definitely just recently installed that. I also installed The Witcher 2. Oh, is that your fourth game? No, it's not my fourth game. My fourth game is Gunpoint. Okay, I don't know what that is. Uh, Gunpoint reminded me of... It's like Mark of the Ninja. You are... I don't know how to describe this best. Just Google Gunpoint. I'm looking at it right now. One word. Okay, yeah. I've seen this game. It is like invade a a building without getting caught. Uh, Like frantic, you need to plan out your moves ahead of time. And, and execute on them, like, in rapid succession. Uh, I believe it's only mouse and keyboard. Ooh, interesting. Anyway, it, lo- it looks really cool. Yeah. And the videos I've seen of it have made it seem out to, to be the, the type of thing that I'd be into. So, last, that's my fourth. Last game on my list, I, I resisted putting a whole bunch of games like... Um, uh, no, like Deus Ex or Psychonauts or, or games that like kept coming out. That I'm like, yeah, 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 these are just general games I should have played, but I couldn't resist because I've just bought them. Baldur's Gate 1 and 2, the enhanced editions, <laughs> which I paid money for and are now just sitting on my Steam list, probably never to play just because they're so daunting. But I would love to be, per- in an alternate world, I'd love to be a person who sat down and just hunkered through at least Baldur's Gate 2. That'd be a good thing for, we should do a marathon of that some weekend. That would be fun. It would take two people to do the endurance side. Yeah. And you're fair. Right, the last, the last game on my list, uh, not unique to steam, but it is the place where I own it. And it is a game that has been weighing on me that I haven't played before. That's bully scholarship mm. edition. Yes. Great I, choice. I, I just feel like of, you know, all the, uh, rockstar stuff that I like and the, the praise that has been heaped upon bully for being creative over the past. What, how long has that game been out? 15 oh my God. to 10 years. Um, Yeah. 2005 maybe 10 years yeah i want to look it up because it was originally Wii and uh ps2 uh 06 2006 06. and then it was almost ported to 360 in windows and almost I, a decade is three anyway I've, great game i feel like i should experience that one it is a lot of fun i played through about half of it and it's yeah very different rock starry type game and it's cool to see a lot of like elements that would get into uh gta 4 and their other games after that mm-hmm. The thing about the Steam backlog is as I was looking through it, there are a lot of games on there that's not like, oh, I don't think I'm ever going to get to play that, but games that I have that I just don't want, like I clearly don't want. I, have tons. I don't know why I have them, like whether they came through bundles or or whatever, like I was drunk and bought them Yay. on sale. Right. You're like, this is 75 cents. I'm buying that. This is $2. Somebody I wish I could just, this. I wish I could transfer my license for, say, the Strong Bat... Uh, whatever oh wow adventure game the tail the bunch of the, like the telltale games yeah. i'm not gonna ever play i have the back I'm to the future telltale game i'm not playing that i'm not gonna play jurassic park i'm not gonna play sam and max and that stuff is all just kind of cluttering my uh my window 
Right. But there's there's a bunch of cool stuff in there that, you know, now that I have a PC and the opportunity to play it, it I had purchased these games hoping that sometime in the future I would get to play them. Hmm. Um, so just a lot of little things here and there that I want to try out that are my backlog. It, it's not so not so daunting anymore, but you're right. The 360 in particular, the 360 backlog, it it's just like, looks way worse. Never going to play that. Oh, boy. Well, that was a podcast. It was a podcast. We'd like to know which five games from my backlog should I play. Yep. You could, but you have, to guess, you have to guess what my backlog is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you have <laughs> no. to guess it from Bobby's backlog. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, so, lowscorepodcast.blogspot.com is where you can subscribe if you have not already. Lowscorepodcast at gmail.com is where you can send us messages using email one of the older protocols for communicating across the internet we do not have an instagram account we do not have uh myspace does myspace still exist i think it does didn't they reboot it didn't justin timberlake be like oh "Oh, yeah it's here again what's better than one myspace twitter 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 what's twitter it's a social network where you can only post 140 characters for each post Sounds great. What should they put in those? They should say, hey, at Low Score Podcast, it's been so long, I kind of assumed you weren't doing these anymore, so I thought instead you guys were blank. But shorten that up and make it 140 characters. Say, hey, at Low Score Podcast, I thought you were doing blank. And then do things and put it on Twitter. (laughs) 